Welcome to the Policy and Planner English Podcast, where we take basic concepts in healthcare policy and explain them in bite-sized chunks. I'm Helen Laban, and today we're talking about the Green Mountain Care Board. And the Green Mountain Care Board, does it truly care about Green Mountains? We care about the people of Green Mountain, of the Green Mountain State. This is our expert for the episode, Robin Lunge. And what qualifies you to talk about the Green Mountain Care Board? Well, I'm a member of the Green Mountain Care Board. I'm sure that she personally cares about the Green Mountains. We'll start this conversation with a quick recap of the last episode, when we talked about the all-payer model. The basic idea behind that model is, in general, people want a system of healthcare where we stay as healthy as possible with a minimal amount of procedures done to us. And we should have a payment system to encourage that outcome. The organization in Vermont implementing this model is an Accountable Care Organization, or ACO. And the ACO is regulated by the Green Mountain Care Board. But that's just part of what they do. Like the all-payer model, the Green Mountain Care Board began as part of building the structure to achieve broad health care reform in Vermont by being able to coordinate many levers. In this case, those levers are around containing the cost of health care. The concept there was that the regulatory processes previously needed a refresh, and there was a thought that if you housed them all together under a, a public body that was transparent and independent, we might have more success at cost containment. In other words, keeping healthcare costs growing slower so that it wasn't growing hugely faster than the economy, which means people's wages, for example. The legislature created the Green Mountain Care Board in 2011 at a time when Vermont was on a trajectory to quickly hit the point where one out of every $5 in our economy went to health care. And that rate of growth in spending was higher than most other states. The Green Mountain Care Board had a charge to get us off of that path, while also ensuring the highest possible quality of health care. Let's start with the most straightforward part, the board structure. So, like any agency, we're accountable to the legislature. But we are an independent body, and and basically the way that the independence has been built into the Green Mountain Care Board is that the members of the board have six-year terms. Uh, We go through an appointment process that involves a nominating committee who then forwards names to the then whoever the governor is at that time, and then the governor appoints. But once the governor appoints, we have six-year terms and we can be removed only for cause. So the point of that was really to try and insulate the board from the common types of political pressures that are exerted. Um, We are able to hopefully uh, take hard looks at problems and uh, make tough decisions in a less politically charged environment. Their meetings are open to the public, They post pretty much everything online. They started posting a lot of data online, and that will be the subject of future episodes. We're also wicked transparent. I'm sure she means that once they add an interpretive podcast, then they'll be wicked transparent. So the Green Mountain Care Board has a number of different duties, many of which are regulatory. Um, So just to run down the list, uh, we look at requests from health insurers about how much they charge people in their health care premiums for health insurance. We look at hospital budgets. So if a hospital wants to make more money or grow their revenue, we review that to see if 
Um, it makes sense essentially. And really the point of that is to, again, make sure that health insurance premiums are not growing as fast as they do in other states. Our third process is something called a budget for an accountable care organization. Again, the review there is actually a little bit different than the hospital budget. We are actually looking at the whole program offered by that organization, which is meant to improve the health of Vermonters, increase quality, and reduce costs. We also have a certification process. So before one of these accountable care organizations could start doing business in Vermont, they would need to come prove that they have certain capabilities and certain uh, staffing prior to starting business. We do a certificate of need program and a certificate of need is basically a permission by our body, by the government, to allow a healthcare institution to either offer a new type of service or to build more infrastructure, like physical infrastructure, bricks and mortar, or IT projects, if those projects are over a certain amount of money. So for example, $3 million. So it's really meant to be a check on the kinds of capital projects that other states have seen where healthcare institutions are building redundancies. And we have a very small state, not a lot of people. So one way of making sure that premiums stay affordable is to keep an eye on that kind of capital costs. There's also a lot of items outside of the purview of the Green Mountain Care Board. Even though they are sometimes thought of as the regulator in healthcare in Vermont, that's not entirely accurate. When we look at healthcare in Vermont, what part of it isn't touched by the Green Mountain Care Board? So the Green Mountain Care Board does not have authority over Medicaid. And the reason for that is there's a federal law that requires there be a single Medicaid agency, and that and that's currently is the Agency of Human Services. So we don't have authority over Medicaid. We do not regulate federally qualified health centers. We do not regulate designated mental health agencies. We don't regulate primary care physicians. We're not like a court, so we're not a constitutional body, meaning that we don't make up our own law like a court might. We are governed by the statute that the legislature creates for us. Um, So that has a limiting factor on what we can and can't do. Uh, One misconception, a lot of people think the board was charged with creating uh, the previous governor's universal health care program, which is not true. The board was charged actually in a gatekeeper role in regards to that program, but since it didn't proceed, the board never acted. We don't have authority over certain federal programs. So for example, military coverage, uh, federal employees, again, that's the federal government. And uh, for the most part, Medicare is the federal government. So to accomplish their goal of controlling healthcare costs, The Green Mountain Care Board has a lot of regulatory control, but a lot that's outside of their control. And no regulatory magic wands, either, because those don't exist. They do have some other tools to help them out. Collecting and sharing data is a big one. Sometimes, just knowing what you spend compared to other places can make a difference. Say you have one town that spends a lot on tonsillectomies, and surrounding towns where tonsillectomies are rarely needed. 
The first town may have no idea they're out of sync with the region. And once they know, they can ask the question of why and start to change their approach. There are a lot of variations on this kind of story. Another tool is advising on strategic plans and health policy, which they also do. So the Green Mountain Care Board has a pretty robust toolkit, including regulating hospital budgets, insurance premiums, and ACOs, all towards the goal of good health for Vermonters while containing the cost of that health. And is it working? We do have some good recent data uh, showing that costs have been slowing down compared to what they were previously, uh, which doesn't mean that people still don't feel pain in their insurance premiums. But um, overall, we are seeing growth closer to the 3% than to the like 7, 8, 9, 10% that was previously. Ah, data. We'll get to you soon. There's a lot to explore there. In the meantime, stay tuned for the third part of this trilogy when we get down to explaining accountable care organizations on the next episode of the Policy in Plainer English podcast. (laughs) 